And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. Oh my, it's wild and wonderful. What's going to happen? We have no idea. Let's sit back and enjoy the ride. Can I get a Wowser Bowser Wednesday? Because God is in charge of this crazy bus called The Christian Journey. First, for those of us somewhat understanding of spiritual warfare... There are armies against us, and they are often very challenging. Armies that are against us are often referred to in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places." Next, well, who can exactly be involved in this spiritual warfare? Well, Satan can be, demons can be, the world can be, the flesh can be, people can be, feelings can be part of that warfare, sin can be a part of that warfare. Let me explain to you what it's like. I'm going to use a little bit of a movie reference. It's like our own El Guapo. Now, you're thinking, who is El Guapo? As Chevy Chase said, as the character Lucky Day, in a way, all of us have an El Guapo to face. For some, shyness might be their El Guapo. For others, a lack of education might be their El Guapo. For us, El Guapo is a big, dangerous man who wants to kill us. But as sure as my name is Lucky Day, the people of Santa Poco can conquer their own personal El Guapo, who also happens to be the actual El Guapo. If you got any of that at all, you're a genius. If you miss that, I cannot help you. Finally, the answer for facing our own El Guapo is simple. It is called the Jehoshaphat Jam. We follow Jehoshaphat as we learn to face the armies in our life. And we just may discover that this dance is the winner. David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ, and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities. Nueve, so much more. Hey, hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at hemustincrease.org. That's david at hemustincrease.org. You can text us during the show. You can text us during the show, 214-210-8483. I don't know if standard rates apply because I don't own a cell company. But you can still text us, 214-210-8483. Or you can call us live during the show, 972-445-0770. That's 972 Four four five zero seven seven zero. When you call, 
972-445-0770. You will be talking to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right, because you are talking to kid a Dynamite. All right, talking to Dynamite D, that's like the first warm day of spring and how that feels on you. Oh, yeah. Lovely. That's a nice feeling, right? It's just like, oh, I like that. That's good. Here it is in a nutshell, if we can say that. Any topic is open for conversation, but the goal here is to encourage, to strengthen, to challenge, to bless one another. You've already heard, if you've listened to the show, we don't do very much by, well, we have a script that doesn't really work, but I write it anyway because I don't want to sit there and feel like I'm doing nothing. Anyhow, you can call in, you can share, you can ask for prayer, you can share a testimony, you have that opportunity to ask a question, you can give us a recipe for uh, a pie with ice cream. I mean, I think that's fair, right? right? Apple pie. I'm sorry. Apple pie. You know, I'll still on that, Dave. Yeah, okay. I got to stay on top of that. Apple pie with ice cream. All right. On top of that, you can just, you know, talk about something that's going on. Maybe you got something heavy. You're just trying to work it through. We get it. It's all part of it. It's all part of the walk. The thing that I got to tell you this one thing a lot of people don't know. When I first did radio, I was in San Diego. Okay. When I first did live radio like this. Okay, when I did it full time, I had done, I dabbled a little bit in Flagstaff, Arizona, but it was pretty minute. So when I was talking to the big, big people in the big, big positions at the big, big company, at the big, big corporation, they said to me this one thing. They said, well, what, you know, what is the deal about Christian radio? Why do you not like most of the Christian radio? And I said, and remember, I'm living in San Diego at the time. I said, well, you should recognize that people in San Diego, they do watch the Chargers. They they do go to In-N-Out Burger. They do have a life. They do go shopping. It is okay to talk about that, right? That's what we're talking about, just the real life of the Christian faith. Here's your trivia question. Which king of Babylon ate grass like a wild animal? Which king of Babylon ate Wild grass, or eat grass like a wild animal. That's close. I got that close. If you think you know the answer to that, you want to give us a holler or a contact or a reach out, uh, all you got to do is call 972-445-0770. That should be a pretty pretty easy trivia question for most people. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at he must increase.org. Uh, I want to remind you about a couple of things just to keep on top of it. Uh, Noel and I have been going through quite a bit of warfare, I think. Uh, we just need your prayers. We just think it's uh, important for you guys to be praying for us. And then the other thing I do want to remind you about is modified schedule coming up the week before Christmas, Christmas, and New Year's. Okay, so the week before Christmas, they got some basketball games that they're going to preempt us for. That's important for the, the relationship that we have with S- SMU. So no no whining. Remember, every victory acknowledged, not every complaint voiced. So we're going to work on that. And then Christmas will have a one day off on a Monday, I think it'll be. And then on New Year's, we'll have one day off on a Monday. But I'm just telling you ahead of time so it doesn't catch anybody off guard. All right, one more time. Oh, somebody's calling in on the trip, so we'll give them a chance to answer. What king of Babylon ate grass like the wild 
animals. And again, this is not that tough. And for those that heard the introduction, that's right. I did use material from the three amigos. Okay. Okay. Phone call ready to go. Send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Jerry. Hi. How you doing, bro? I'm doing great. I think that's fantastic. I want to know, uh, is it going well for you? Can we be praying for you? All is well. Uh-oh. The Lord is good. His mercy endureth forever. Amen. Amen. See that? It is well with my soul. I love it. Love it. All right, here we go. Ready? Which king of Babylon ate grass like a wild animal? How about Nebuchadnezzar? That is correct, Amanda! (laughs) Yeah, now we got some people, when they text in, they know this by now because they know me, they say Nebby. It's just like, okay, that's close Nebby. enough. Every, okay. who, who else is not going to remember who Nebby is? Everybody knows who that is. So, yeah, excellent. everybody would remember Nebby, I guess. <laughs> excellent, <laughs> excellent job. Very, very, very good. good. I appreciate you calling in. You bet. Enjoy listening to your show. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. All right. Great, great call. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. All right. So now don't get angry at me that I used a uh, Three Amigos reference in this uh, dealing with El Guapo. And I'll tell you why. Because if you were uh, born 30 or 40 years ago or later, you already know the Three Amigos funny. And that the woke culture has no sense of humor, that's their problem, okay? I am offended that they are offended. That's all I'm going to keep saying. I'm just going to keep using that line, by the way. I am offended that they are offended. Okay? All right. Let me uh, let me just read you this portion. I want you to just understand what's going on here. Okay? This is Second Chronicles chapter 20. So remember, when we get into Samuel, this is the kind of teaching that I'm hoping we'll be able to get into. Here's what it says. After this, the Moabites and Ammonites with some of the Moonites came to make war on Jehoshaphat. Some men came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army is coming against you from Eden from the other side of the sea. It's already at Hazan Tamar. Alarmed, Jehoshaphat resolved, listen to this, resolved to inquire of the Lord. And he proclaimed a fast for all Judah. And the people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek him. And this is just, it's not even complex. It's like, look, there were armies that were facing Jehoshaphat. Just to give you an idea, he was outnumbered, uh, let's see, they say 185,000. She's outnumbered probably about 25 to 1. Okay, he was not going to win that war, right? And there are armies in our lives, and you've heard me talk about this before. There are people, and there are situations, and there are feelings, and there is sin, and there is Satan. There are all these things in our lives, and there are armies that are fighting against us. What Jehoshaphat did that was genius on every level is simply this. He sought God's help first. Notice it doesn't say Jehoshaphat sat down and counted what he could do, used all of his resources. Then when he ran out of everything, said, oh, God, help me. What he did first was to inquire of God before the situation came to a place where he thought he is smart enough to handle most of the 
most of the elements, he sought God's help first. You know that passage in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6? You guys all know it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. He will direct your paths. But that's that second part we skip. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, which means we don't use our own wisdom to evaluate and then to, uh, to then put into motion our brilliant plan. What we do and we do is we follow Jehoshaphat's example and we seek God's help first. You don't wait. Wait for what? Does the Lord not does the, okay, let me King James this, okay? Does the Lord knoweth not that your issue doth prevaileth? In other words, doesn't the Lord know about what you're going through? Isn't he already aware? Isn't he omniscient? Did, did, did that stop being true? No. Does that stop being true for your situation? No. And so you come before the Lord first and you say, oh, I got this coming against me. I have the people, situations, feelings, sin, Satan. It doesn't matter what the army is. That's why I was kind of making it fun with the El Guapo thing. It doesn't matter. Whatever it is, it's not trying to glorify God and lift you up and establish the kingdom of God. And then you come before the Lord and you say, I need your help. You don't have to be a brilliant prayer to talk to God, but you do have to pray because he commands you to and he wants you to. Both. And that way you get results. All right. We'll take our break and then come back. Lots to do. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. The David Spoon Experience. So we we chatted uh, about it on the phone, and it turned out that he had— a pastor who used to be his pastor reach out to him and say, the Lord put you on my heart. You know, I want to know what's going on in your life. He had another person say, hey, if you got this situation, let me know. He was talking to me. He was talking to somebody else. And it was like he had like four sources of support and didn't even realize that what he was seeing was the circumstance, which we all do. And and when we pulled it back and looked at it, he's like, yeah, there's like four different places he was getting support from. And it's like. That's amazing. But see, that's not that amazing in the context of just what Peter and John said when they went into the temple. Children, you men of Israel, why does this miracle surprise you? Why does it even surprise us? God does so many things to reach to us and to speak to us. He is never, let me just say this, he is never absent from your tragedy. He is never absent disappeared from your circumstance. It's never happened. Long before you said yes, God said yes to you. Just just think about the level of that, the commitment that would take. That means that God looked at my life and... In spite of my, <laughs> in spite of my insanities, said, "Yeah, we'll take him." 
Is that amazing? Think about how amazing that is. And so I was uh, – somebody had sent me a video about somebody who had a, an experience in heaven. And I was like, well, you know, I, I like some of those, but some of those are kind of weird and squirrely and da-da-da-da. And then it, the Lord was reminding me about my own dream that I had about making it in heaven where God had – the king had his arm around me and he's showing me different things in my life. And here's where you accepted my son. Let me tell you something. God will reach you and touch you and speak to you. The biggest question for all of us is, are we listening? Do you remember what happened when uh, the Lord spoke over Jesus? Uh, the Father spoke from heaven over Jesus, and the Bible says that the people thought that it thundered. But it didn't thunder. God spoke. See what? See that right there? That, that right there. Yeah. Because what we do is we think what thundered, but it's God speaking. The biggest question is, are we listening? Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready for your next trivia question. We're not going to play the horn. I would play the horn, but I'm not going to play the horn. But I'm warning you that I would play the horn, but I'm not going to play the horn. Why not? Uh, It's not really a trick question which is normally what the horn is for okay but it is a sneaky question see we need a separate sneaky sound we need something different than the other one we need something like uh like pink panther sound that goes that would be a very nice sound that'd be a good one because we got to get that sound okay i think jane got it she's on it right now okay here's your question what was the name of simon peter's father that was it. That is a tricky one. Very. Right? What is the name of Simon Peter's father? Now, I'm going to give you a hint since we did the song one. I'm going to give you another song hint. Okay? All right. Back in the day. Oh, somebody already knows. But so now I got to give the hint because it looks like somebody's going to get this. Back in the day, they had a song about a mine, uh, the mining, the mining process, and there was this guy. Deb says, "Dad." <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, hold on, hold on. Ding! That's a total L answer right there. Anyway, there was this song back in the day. It was big bag, big bad, and then you got to fill that in. See, big bad. Okay, that was a song Uh-oh. about a miner. Let's see if you guys can figure that out. But in the meantime, somebody's ready to answer the question. Send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. Will Rogers. Hey, brother. How are you? I'm great. I hope you're better. I'm doing so well today. Thank you so much for asking. Now, I, I gave the hint right at the end. I don't know if you heard the hint or not because I don't know how the phones are, have been working today, but... Remember back about in the 50s, there was this song about this miner, and they said and his name was Big Bad. Remember that? I, that's the same name. That's why I was giving that as a, as a hint. But what is the name, and we'll pass by Deb saying Dad, what was the name of Simon Peter's father? You mean Big Bad Wolf? <laughs> big, big, big Bad what? Wolf. Again, what did he say? Big Bad Wolf. 
No, 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 no. Name. No, you're so bad. You did that on purpose. That's it. Yes. Oh, you got me on that one. That was a good get, brother. You really caught me off guard, the big bad wolf. <laughs> you got me on that, that one. Uh, I got, I got, got, got that sausage got... thing. <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. Yeah, that old old miner song, Big Bad John. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's like that's the only thing I can think of. That or the beans that had that Big John on them that they got rid of. But I used to really like those beans with the bacon sauce. But. Uh, <laughs> Excellent job and way to stump me on that one. That was really good. You get you definite props for that. Excellent job. Okay, you have a good day. All right, God bless you. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> what a great job. <laughs> hilarious. Big bad wolf. Oops. Even I got I was like, whoa, I missed that. No, it was you guys back in the day, you guys have to remember this. It's Big Bad John. You can find a big bad John. Okay. Anyway. I couldn't really come up with a lot on that one. That was a little tougher. All right. Uh, I don't know if I should tell this joke. This is one of those jokes where you tell it. This is a long joke, and it's not a nice joke, but it doesn't mean it's not a funny joke. It's not really a Christian joke, although God is in it, and you have to suspend your theology before you listen to the joke because this joke is not theologically correct. Have we done enough to disclaim it? I mean, is that, that enough? That was a pretty big disclaimer. Okay, all right. All right. <laughs> and I don't want to hear any. Don't tell me you're offended by this. This is kind of like the goof stuff, right? A bus carrying only ugly people crashes into an oncoming truck, and everyone inside dies. Then they get to meet their maker, and because of the grief they've experienced, he decides to grant them one wish each before they enter paradise. They all lined up. God asks the first one what his wish is. I want to be gorgeous. So God snaps his finger, and it's done. The second one lines up after hearing this and says, oh, that's a good idea. I want to be gorgeous, too. Snaps his finger, and that wish is granted. Then he goes on for a while, and God goes halfway down through the line. The last guy in line starts laughing. There's only a few people left, and this guy's rolling on the floor. He's laughing his head out. His head off. Finally, God reaches the guy and asks him what his wish would be. And the guy calms down and says, please make them all ugly again. <laughs> Come on. Please make them all ugly again. You have to like. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, if you grew up in the drug-infested Detroit and came out and became a Christian, you'd be like, that is funny, Dave. Anyway, that's all I got. All right, here we go. Let's get into the text before somebody gets really, really mad. Uh, so this is Jehoshaphat. Jehoshaphat's in a terrible situation. He's facing an army that's way beyond him. I don't know if you've ever faced anything that's way beyond you. I seem to face that on a pretty regular basis. Today I was driving, and I was doing my exit, and there was four feet between me and the wall where I'm doing my exit, and a guy cut over in the four feet. I had to move over, and he cut out into the exit lane to go back into traffic. It was just like, wow. it was like amazing, right? You just, I mean, you just never know. And so there's a protectiveness. And I was thanking God because that could have been a serious situation because he, that person didn't care. Hey, there's people that are against us. There's spirits that are against us. There's situations that are against us. There's a, there's a fight. So when Jehoshaphat prays and recognizes what's going on, listen to how he prays and listen to what he says. This is huge. I call this a prayer of dependence. He's, Jehoshaphat stood up in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem at the temple of the Lord in, the, in front of the new uh, courtyard and said, Lord, God of our fathers, are you not the God who is in heaven? 
You rule over all the kingdoms of the nation. Power and might are in your hand, and no one can withstand you. O our God, did you not drive out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and give it forever to the descendants of Abraham and your friend? Abraham, who was your friend. And they lived in it, and they built in it a sanctuary for your name, saying, If calamity comes upon us, whether the sword of judgment, plague, or famine will stand in your presence before this temple that bears your name and will cry out to you in our distress, and you will hear us and save us. But now hear our men from Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, and they have come from Egypt. Turn them, turn, so they turned away from them, and did not, you did, we did not destroy them, and see how they are repaying us by coming to drive us out of your possession. Verse 12, O God, will you not judge them? Watch this. For we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. I just, I, you see, you guys go through this, and I go through this, and I think, oh, my goodness. I just want to be there when that guy says that line right there. I just want to be there at the situation because it's very simple. Why? Because, look, he's just acknowledging that God is in charge. He goes through that whole thing. You're, you're big. You're in charge. You're in charge. You're in charge. You're in charge. And then the last line is the thing that just it blows me out. This is the kind of stuff that I underline in my Bible, and I put check marks by and stars by. For we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. I, I got nothing, Lord. Haven't you ever said that to God? Haven't you ever looked up to God and say, I, 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 have not, I don't even know what to say? It's exactly what Jehoshaphat did. He didn't do anything different. It's the same thing you and I do in our normal Christian journey. And we believe in God. We believe he's in charge. But there comes this point where you make this prayer of dependence, and it's like, Okay, well, I ain't got nothing, <laughs> so, so help me out. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Is that a great way to say it? It's just like, uh, and you, I have no power to face. I got nothing. I zip. I'm out. <laughs> great humility too. Huh? I say great humility too. Yeah, I mean, that's I mean, there's nothing key. else you can do, but still, right? You see, he's at that point where it's like, okay, this is beyond me. The army's beyond me. The situation's beyond me. I can't control it. I can do nothing. I am nothing. I have nothing. I own nothing. You are everything in all things. And here you go. <laughs> you know, I'm just going to serve it to you, Lord, on a silver platter because I can't handle it. Lord, will I give you more than you can handle? Yes, he will, just so you will turn it over to him. Exactly why he does that. So that you know it has to be a miracle that makes it happen. Of course he will. So that you can see the hand of God in your life and go, <laughs> So he turns to the Lord and he says, I have no power to face this vast army that's attacking us. When we come back, I want you to hear how this pivots from that moment of acknowledgement to a whole nother place. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Since the dawn of the Internet, people have been looking for a website they can be proud of without costing an arm or a leg. People want a quality website to promote their ministry, business, hobby, or passion. Introducing Cowpunch Sites. Cowpunch Sites can help you create and maintain a quality website. From design to security, Cowpunch does it all. 
Cowpunch is a family-owned and operated business, taking a fresh approach to business. Lots of clients at lower prices. Make mom happy. The most significant benefit of working with Cowpunch sites is that you work with real people, not cheesy templates. No outsourcing. It's $57 a month, and there's no setup fee and no cancellation fees. When you go to cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's cowpunchsites.com slash dad. That's me. Oh, did I mention that it's $57 a month? Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull. Um, Dave, this is a nice radio station. Oops, sorry. That's Cowpunch Sites, $57 a month, and that's no bull-oney. There, that's better. Cowpunchsites.com slash dad. What is the David Spoon experience? Now listen, I've done a lot of interviews, and every once in a while you do an interview with somebody who's legendary. And he doesn't even know why he's legendary. And when I tell him, he's going to go, whoa, whoa, whoa. The legendary Josh McDowell with us, co-authoring the book with his son, Sean, The Beauty of Intolerance, joins us live. Josh, are you there with us? It's sure better to join you live than dead. (laughs) I love it. The David Spoon Experience. What is the David Spoon Experience, you say? I'll put it to you like this. Do you love a good joke that's pretty bad? What do you call an animal that doesn't practice what it preaches? A hippocritopotamus. <laughs> Come on. Do you love being able to ask questions, comments, or having someone to pray for you? If you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question, we don't want it to die of loneliness. We want it to have a chance. And last but not least, do you love some trivia? All right, we got our trivia question. Uh, Who made clothes out of leaves that were sewed together? Somebody want to answer the trivia question? Okay, hold on. Hold on. Here you go. Here you go. This is David. Who am I talking to? We're talking to Mary. This is Al. This is Brother Ace. This is Eric. This is Deborah. Now, if that doesn't make you curious, maybe you should tune in and check it out for yourself. Think of me as the big brother that won't go away. (laughs) That's me. Tune in to the David Spoon Experience weekdays at 1.30 p.m. on 770 KAAM. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Getting ready for your next Trivia question of which I'm going to do a much better job giving the hint. <laughs> I already feel bad. to see. Fortunately, our brother was able to get me through it. Big bad wolf. <laughs> it was a good line. I think he knew that one before the hint. Yeah, he, he did. He, he knew what was going on. All right. Who was the Roman ruler who handed Jesus over to be crucified? Who was the Roman ruler who handed Jesus over to be crucified? And his name can be associated with an airplane. Okay? All right? Come on. Come on. Come on. Got one more for you, Dave. Okay. But I think it's too easy if I say this. Okay. And a gas station. (laughs) Okay. Uh, If you... Right. Exactly. (laughs) If you know the answer. Or a gas chain. That's right. That's right. That's a good one. Uh, If you know the answer, 972-445-0770. 
Uh, the good news is we never stop trying. Uh, you can text us, 214-210-8483. You can also send us an email, david at hemustincrease.org. i got to send you up to the website real quickly because we need funds. And if you've never given to the ministry and you like the ministry, please consider it. If you don't want to give through the website, you can do it differently. Um, that's all I can say. If you just need the funds that really help, that'd be awesome. Check it out. See if you can do it. And just go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, that's how this show is going to end on that sound. <laughs> that's how it feels like it's going. It's a pretty fast show. That's all. Very that's fast. That's all I'm saying. All right, uh, somebody ready to answer a trivia question? All right, here we go. Uh, send him on through. All right, knock knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hello, David. This is Stephen. Hi, Stephen. How are you? I'm okay. Do you need? Um, you sound okay. Did, um... Okay. Is that does that mean prayer? <laughs> Can we pray for did you? Did Pontius take the American Airlines? Uh... <laughs> That's right. Did Pontius, did Pontius take the American Airlines? <laughs> ding, ding, ding. That's right. That's right. Pontius. He, he must have talked to a pilot sometime. <laughs> No, no, it's it's not only is he associated with an airplane, but then you know what 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 Dynamite D said. He says it's also a gas station grouping, and it's like, oh yeah, pilot. I forgot about that, right? It's like that's a good one too. It's like, oh yeah, you can get gas at this place too. That's it, Pontius Pilate. Excellent job, brother. Excellent. <laughs> Connected to American Airlines. You guys are everybody's becoming a comedian on this show. And, and sorry you. we couldn't ding them. The, I don't know what's going on with the technology. The we technology must be doing something right. right here. I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll give my own ding ding. Ready? Ding 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 ding. How bad, Dave? There it goes. Is that good? All right. That's a, that's in response here. Our ding is not working on the machine today, because the machine is not working today because it's AM. <laughs> Oh, I think we lost him, too. What else is new? <laughs> Pontius Pilate, everybody, for you who are trying to figure that out. Pontius Pilate, who was the guy that turned Jesus over to be crucified. Pontius Pilate. See, Pilate, plane, American Airlines, Pilate, guest. Everybody's like going, what's the connection? Pilate. You have to light this on your water heater. A blank light. Pilot light. There you go. All right. Sorry, Stephen, we lost you. We might not have any more technology for the rest of the day. Yeah, what you going to do? Uh, in the meantime, we will do our history and then get into this, the rest of this teaching. This teaching, I think, is pretty. I think it lights out great stuff. So. Let's go All right, for those that are trying to figure out, today is Stay at Home Because You Are Well Day, which is a fantastic day, except for nobody told me that before I got out of bed, so I already came here, so I couldn't stay at home because I'm well, so that didn't work. It's National Moose Day, not Moose as in Rocky and Bullwinkle, but Moose as in the dessert. It is also uh, National Mason Jar Day, which my wife being a, a person who absolutely loves uh, crafts and stuff is totally into, so that works out great. 
1872, on this day, the first ever international football match. All right, let me rephrase that. 1872, the first ever international soccer match. Thank you. Takes place between Scotland and England. I'm just, just keeping it real. Don't get mad. 1940, on this day, Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz are married. Uh, 1956 on this day, first tape-delayed television program used an Ampex tape uh, recorder to tape-delay the evening news. So they had like a, it's like a TiVo back before there was TiVo, you know, it's like, that. this is the beginning of the TiVo process, okay? Uh, and the reason they did it was to make sure the Jonathan Winters show had room or space or something. And then uh, finally, last thing, uh, um, longtime Jeopardy champion Ken Jennings finally loses. He finished his largest game show winnings of all with two million five hundred twenty thousand seven hundred seven five hundred twenty thousand seven hundred dollars. Not too shabby if you know your stuff, right? Not yeah. Too bad. Right. And he hosted the show too. Right. Right. It's not the same though. You know, it's not, it's, not even close. It's, it's not. That's just you can't get. Nobody can be mad about that. It's just not. You know. Okay. All right. So D caught something really good. I want to give him props for that. So you just don't understand the spiritual connection that Dynamite D and Dave have. That's a kind of a big important element to it. But see, I left you off at verse twelve A in Second Chronicles twenty, and that's where he says at the at that very end. He just he, he gets to that point where he cannot uh, deal with it, and he just like for we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. That's where we left it off. That is what we call Second Chronicles, verse uh, chapter twenty, and that's verse twelve A. Now here's twelve B. In other words, the the same verse, but now it's the next line, and the next line is this. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. And that, folks, that is the answer. You're thinking, what do you mean? Well, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand uh, of the throne of God. Fixing your eyes on the Lord is what we do when we are like, yep, I got nothing. <laughs> I'm done. So we fix our minds, we fix our eyes on him. And you think, well, well, wait a minute. What do you mean you, you fix your, your eyes on him? So you, you have a fixed, yeah, it's very, very specific. The answer is to have a fixed vision on God and not the circumstance. When Peter was looking at Jesus, he got out, out of a boat and he walked on the water, W-A-L-K-E-D. When people say Jesus is the only person that walked on water, that's wrong. The Bible is absolutely clear that Peter also walked on the water. But it says when he noticed his surroundings, which was the waves and the winds, he took his eyes off of Jesus and looked at the circumstances, and he could hear the wind, he could see the waves, and what happened when he took his eyes off of Jesus? What happened to Peter when that happened? He was walking on the water, he took his eyes off of Jesus, and he sank. There you go. <laughs> 
That's a good lesson for That's, our life. I mean, it's, right. How does that not? So if we have a fixed vision on God, not on the situation, if we understand Isaiah 26, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is steadfast because he trusts in you. In other words, if we can grasp that our focus between the left and right ear has a lot to do with how we're supposed to handle trials and vast armies against us, we would do better. I'm not I'm not saying you're going to do perfect, but do you want to do better? Right? Do you want to have a better you don't have to I uh, listen to it on this radio show. It can't be good. Okay, cool. Do me a favor and just read 2 Chronicles 20, 1 through 12. Do it on your own. Then read, you know, then read the other passages. Read Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2, where it says, Let us fix our eyes on Jesus. The answer is to have a fixed vision on God and not a fixed vision on the circumstance. Now, you, I know you guys are thinking, oh, you taught that before. I know. But what happens is I'll talk to people and they'll tell me, This is my circumstance. And then I'll say, Well, you know, what's going on? Da, 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 da. We'll go through that whole thing. And all they can do is tell me all of the bad that's going on connected to it. Not that that's wrong. If I'm asking it, that's the time you want to tell me that, you share that, right? But what you want to add into that is a picture of God. In other words, what you want to add into that mix is not denial of what you're going through. It's just an add-on. And it's this, so it's, you're not, you don't, I don't care if you delete it. You just add God to the picture, the picture changes. It's just it's irrelevant. Here's an entire nation standing before an entirely massive body of water. Just look at the picture. Say, boy, no, what, nothing. They, they're, well, it's a lot of trouble for them. Well, nice knowing you guys. <laughs> That's what you're saying, right? Insert God. He splits the water wide so that there's walls on left and right. They walk on dry land, not muddy land. Dry land. Because if it was muddy, nobody got through. And they get through. And then the Egyptians go in after them. God closes up the walls. Oh, they, they, it was low tide. That's how they got through. So the entire Egyptian army drowned in low tide. Oh, pretty good. Low tide would be lower than the horse. Low, and they run horses and chariots. It's just like that's so dumb. It's not even. It's like not even plausible. It's not even worthwhile. Here's what's important for you and I: a fixed vision on God, and not on your circumstance. Because you want to know why? Because your circumstance is not more powerful than God. It's like, well, okay. Do I do that perfectly all the time? No. Do I wish I did that perfectly all the time? Yes. <laughs> yes, yes, I do. But I think that goes right back to the DNA. Babe. Yeah, it does. It's, it has to do with spending time with the Lord, it has time with knowing his word, making sure it's in you, and being aware of other people. And it all is connected. But listen, you can't win a victorious Christian life unless you have a vision of God in everything. I'm just, I'm just telling you. Pessimistic people see everything negative, right? Christians should see everything with Christ. There you go. <laughs> okay. Scoreboard. Okay, we'll take our break, and then we'll come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. 
The David Spoon Experience. I am such a sinner. Not just a sinner. I am such a sinner. I'm like the biggest sinner ever. That's how I felt. And then it was the understanding that God really cared about me. And therein lies the key. Because God did care. He does care. And it's the same for you. You're listening to me. He does care. And that pain you're going through, it makes him weep. And you might say, well, you can't back that up spiritually or scripturally. Yes, I can. John chapter 11, verse 35. Jesus wept. Not for Lazarus. Lazarus was getting up in five minutes. But all the grief and the pain around him. Come on. God has a heart. His heart's bigger than your heart. So here's part of the things that I, I mean, I'm skipping, I'm skipping light years. I'm just going past it. But it's like when that guy started crying and I started getting mad and then he said it was, this is how the Lord feels for you. And this is the, the Lord's heart for you. It just showed me I'm so hard hearted. I'm, I'm like, a, I'm like, a, I'm like a, a, a rock, but not in a good way. You know, I'm like a, like a dumb rock. Like, oh man, what's the matter with me? And so, you know what he did when he was done doing that? Because now I'm gone, right? Because now, you, how do you think after after that happens, how do you think I feel? Okay. So now I'm like, please pray for me. <laughs> That's right. Because I'm just lost. And he prays for me. And it's powerful. It's like, you know, it's unbelievable. It's just really, very, really powerful. Here's the thing that leads up to it. Now, right, ready? Cause, and that is the, the powerful point, especially when he cried. But it turns out that I went to that church for a little while. You want to hear something absolutely, positively, mind-blowing, amazing? Three months later on a Sunday night, I was preaching in that church. And I was preaching Romans 1.16, the very first thing I ever taught in my life. In that church, in Pastor David Huntsworth Church, Abundant Life in Dillon, Colorado. And I'll tell you one thing that I hope you really hear. And that is that one experience so affected me, I was never the same person again. It just showed me that God really does care. We're pretty hard-hearted. Yeah, we're kind of, we're mashugi from time to time. Not God. He's totally awesome. If Jesus was Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where we are through yet another show. It's just amazing how fast these things go. Here is your trivia question. This is a uh, who wrote this? Who wrote this uh, scripture? wrote the statement, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink. Who wrote that in the New Testament? There you go. So you got a small range of of authors. 27 books to choose from, but not 27 authors. Uh, If you know the answer to that, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can also text 214-210-8483, or you can send an email to David at he must increase 
www.thepodcastnetwork.org. Who wrote that? Here is your only hint that I can give you. The answer to that is it was not Jesus. Ah, ah, ah. That gives you a little more, a little more space to figure out who wrote. Do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink. And by the way, it's really a good point. I'm going to make this. Do you know how you let somebody not judge you? Ready? You don't receive their judgment. <laughs> so let me explain this. So when somebody judges you. Don't judge me, man. Don't judge me. It's like, hey, here's how you do that. I don't care what your judgment is. <laughs> See, that just alleviates all powers everywhere. That's done. Okay, next. People have immense said many, many things to me. It's like walk an hour, let alone a mile in my in my shoes, and we'll see what you have to say. That's this is how it is. All right. So, and that's not trying to be arrogant. I'm just saying you don't let people. And it even says. Somebody even says, oh, I blew it, huh? Okay, keep going. Uh, somebody said, Deb's getting it right. It's one of those two, Deb. Which one? Uh, even said, don't let them judge you. Don't let them do it. All right, let me finish up on this since I... <laughs> don't you love live radio? I love live radio because it shows all the flaws. I think that's the best part. Okay, so we just finished talking about understanding that we have armies that we face in our life. We have to have a prayer of dependence. In that prayer of dependence, we just tell the Lord, hey, I got, I got nothing. I need your help. But then we, we do do something, and that is we fix our eyes on the Lord. We fix our eyes on Jesus. We put our mind picture on the Lord, so to speak. And I'm not trying to do... Um, you know, imagery kind of stuff. What I'm trying to say is you fix your eyes on Jesus. And by doing that, by fixing your eyes on Jesus, you reduce the power of your situation or your circumstance. You reduce its strength. You reduce what it does against you. But I want you to see something uh, that happened after Jehoshaphat figured this out. It's like, oh, this is really kind of a good uh, good way to go about this. Here's what happens. In verse 14, this is the response God has. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehazel, son of Zechariah, son of Benaiah, and he said, Listen, King Jehoshaphat and all who live in Judah and Jerusalem, this is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours but God's. There are many battles that you go into, and you will look at that battle, and they're smaller, and you can handle them, and it's like are you, you and the Lord, you can conquer. But some battles are so big, you just go, ah, that's out. I'm out. And the Lord's response is, don't be afraid, because this is the Lord's battle. The Lord will fight this battle. He will handle it. So because God will handle the battle, because the picture is fixed on him, because the responsibility, quote-unquote, becomes his— how should we respond when that's the case? And the answer comes in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 21. After consulting the people, Jehoshaphat appointed men to sing to the Lord and praise him for the splendor of his holiness. And they went out ahead of the army, saying, Give thanks for, to the Lord, for his love endures forever. Verse 22, as they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. Do you know how Jehoshaphat overcame the situation? Is he, he acknowledged that the army was coming. He acknowledged 
acknowledged he was fully dependent on the Lord. He told the Lord, I got no strength. I got no power. I got no nothing. I need your help. I have a fixed vision on you, Lord. I don't know what else to do. So the only thing I can do with a fixed vision on you, Lord, is praise your name. And in the praising of his name, in the praising of God, the Lord slaughtered the army. Do you think that's an accident? Do you think that was a, a, just a happenstance? Verse 22, as they began to sing in praise, the Lord set ambushes against the men of Ammon and Moab at Mount Seir who were invading Judah, and they were defeated. As they began to praise him, we just talked about yesterday, every victory acknowledged. As they began to acknowledge God, as they were praising God, God was fighting the battle for them. Fixed on the Lord, vision on the Lord, looking to the Lord. This is one of the coolest verses, verse 21. After consulting the people, they figured out, you know what we should do? What should we do? What should we do, Jehoshaphat? What should we do, all you brilliant scholars and theologians? We should say thank you. <laughs> that's, that's what they came up with. And in lieu of that, they were able to be victorious because God responded. I just want to say that is one of the most powerful. Listen to that. Okay, it's a mess. There's an army against us. Yikes. Okay, well, Lord, I can't do anything. It's beyond me. Okay, uh, all I'm going to do is keep my vision focused on you, Lord. Okay, great. And while I have my vision focused on you, I'm going to thank you and praise you because of the merciful and graciousness way by which you engage with me. Okay, and they start thanking and praising God, and God starts beating up the enemy. <laughs> okay, okay. I don't know. I don't know what we need. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to make that better. I don't know how to say that better. I mean, what do you say? I mean, it's like what? The Lord starts beating them up when the people start praising. Okay. Are you getting that? I want you to get that because instead of looking at your circumstance and giving a reason why, really, instead of looking at your circumstance and justifying yourself, ouch, instead of looking at your situation and justifying why you shouldn't be going through it, how about looking at the situation, recognizing it's past you, give it unto the Lord, praise him for it, and watch when the praises start how he begins to reign his glory. It's like, dokey. And you're like, what are you trying to say, Dave? You're supposed to give thanks that that's God's will? Okay, so we just talked about this yesterday with Eva, that, you know, every victory acknowledged. First Thessalonians 5.18, In all things give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. You want the will of God? There it is. And so you just sit there and you think, wow, I wonder why we're getting this teaching twice in a row. Well, it's the same reason that the preacher goes in and preaches John 3.16 at the revival. And he preaches the next night John 3.16, the next night John 3.16, the next night John 3.16. The pastor goes, hey, what are you preaching on tonight? He goes, John 3.16. He goes, you want to preach about something else? He says, I will as soon as your people get it right. 
It's like, I was like, okay. Therein lies the key right there. By the way, I do want to say pow pow on the trivia to Mark Weisenhunt. Haven't heard from him on our trivia in ages. Mark, I'm so glad you're listening. It's such a blessing. He did get the pow pow too. Uh, just to let you know, I will give the answer in just a minute. But listen to me. I know things can be hard. They might they might get harder. I don't I don't know what the Lord has in mind. All I know is that the Lord protects his kids and when it gets super super disastrous, he surrounds them and protects them and you can just like kind of count on that. Hopefully you hear and we're gone, it doesn't matter. That would be fantastic. Who doesn't want that? But in the meantime, whatever is overwhelming is committed to him, acknowledging him with a fixed vision on him, praising him and watching God fight for you. Okay. <laughs> Okay. I would rather have God fight for me. I'm I'm totally okay with that. Because he never loses. That's nice. By the way, the answer to that question, which Mark wasn't got correct, is who wrote, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink? And the answer is Paul. The Apostle Paul wrote that. Do not let that happen. Okay? All right. All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. The views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.